This is a Black Beauty highlight. This month's focus is Pan-Africanists, and I'm highlighting women in the movement since our contributions are often excluded from conversations about Pan-Africanism. Today's highlight is Claudia Jones, who lived 1915 to 1964 and was a Black Caribbean journalist and activist. Born Claudia Cumberbatch in Trinidad, her family moved to Harlem, New York when she was nine, following the post-war cocoa price crash in Trinidad. Claudia's mother was a garment worker, and due to the effect of harsh working conditions and overwork, she died when Claudia was 12. At 18, Jones became a member of the Young Communist League, YCL, in a pursuit to join the international movement to defend the Scottsboro Boys, who were nine black guys who faced execution by lynching for raping two white women in Scottsboro, Alabama. In 1937, she started writing for the Communist Party newspaper, The Daily Worker. After that, she had a long career as a newspaper editor, working for the Weekly Review, a monthly journal called Spotlight, and Negro Affairs. As a member of the Communist Party, a black nationalist and a feminist, Jones aimed to create, quote, an anti-imperialist coalition managed by working class leadership fueled by the involvement of women, end quote. The Communist Party failed to acknowledge the struggle for women to find employment. So Jones worked to develop the party's support for black and white women. She campaigned for job training programs, equal pay for equal work, government controls on food prices, and funding for wartime childcare programs. Her best-known piece of writing, An End to the Neglect of the Problems of the Negro Woman, appeared in 1949 in the magazine Political Affairs. It demonstrates her development of what was later labeled intersectional analysis within a Marxist framework. In it, she wrote, The bourgeoisie is fearful of the militancy of the Negro woman, and for good reason. The capitalists know, far better than many progressives seem to know, that once Negro women begin to take action, the militancy of the whole Negro people, and thus of the anti-imperialist coalition, is greatly enhanced. End quote. Jones' activism and advocacy through the Communist Party resulted in serving four separate prison sentences between 1948 and 55. Ultimately, she was deported from the U.S. to England, arriving in London at a time when the British African Caribbean community was expanding. She got involved in the political community there and found many British communists to be hostile toward black women. Jones became active in the British African Caribbean community to organize access to basic facilities and join in the efforts for equal rights. She campaigned against racism in housing, education, and in the workplace, addressed peace rallies and the Trade Union Congress, and even took her activism to Japan, Russia, and China. In March 1958, above a barber shop in Brixton, she founded and edited the West Indian Gazette, whose full title was West Indian Gazette and Afro-Asian Caribbean News, WIG. The paper became a key contributor to the rise of social and political consciousness within the Black British community. Its editorial stand is for a united, independent West Indies, full economic, social, and political equality, and respect for human dignity for West Indians and Afro-Asians in Britain, and for peace and friendship between all Commonwealth and world peoples. In December of that year, Claudia started making arrangements to have a festival for the British Black community. The first Mardi Gras-based carnival took place in January 1959, and it was televised by the BBC. Jones and the West Indian Gazette organized five other annual indoor Caribbean carnival cabarets, which are thought to be precursors to the annual Notting Hill Carnival celebrated each summer in London today. In the early 1960s, even though her health was declining, she helped organize campaigns against the Commonwealth Immigrants Bill, which made it more difficult for non-white people to migrate to Britain. 
WIG discontinued eight months and four editions after Joan's death in 1964. She was laid to rest beside the grave of her hero, Karl Marx, in Highgate Cemetery, North London.